It's been a while since I've been up here. Roosevelt was president. Teddy. I'm Walt Schaller. I'm Professor Paul Schaller's brother. I'm Professor David Schaller's great uncle. One great sufficient. As you know, we've just started another season of the church year, and uh, I want to talk to you about making the most of Lent. The scripture that we'll consider is found in Matthew, Jesus' words. Whenever you fast, do not make yourselves look sad like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces to show everyone that they're fasting. Amen, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head with oil and wash your face, so that it is not apparent to people that you are fasting, but only to your Father who sees what is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And from Mark's Gospel, the 14th chapter, they went to a place named Gethsemane. Jesus told his disciples, sit here while I pray. Then he took Peter, James, and John along with him and began to be troubled and distressed. He said to them, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow, even to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch. Going forward a little, he fell down on the ground and prayed. When he returned to the disciples, he found them sleeping. He said to Peter, Simon, are you sleeping? Were you not strong enough to keep watch for one hour? Watch and pray. If you Google fasting, you'll get quite a bit of stuff. It's becoming increasingly popular as an activity to improve your physical well-being. But at the time of Christ, that isn't why people fasted. It was supposed to be an act of faith, part of their spiritual well-being. Jesus plainly expected his disciples to be fasting, must have been part of their lives. He didn't say, if you fast, he said, when you fast. But he tells them, be sure that your fasting is part of your walk with God and not part of a plan to make yourselves look super religious to other people. This morning, I'm not going to discuss all kinds of things about fasting as an act of faith, but only a couple of ways that the practice might help you to uncover ways you can make the most of Lent. First of all, feelings of hunger can be used to remind you of other hungers that we each have. As Jesus said, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. This kind of hunger only Jesus can satisfy with the righteousness that avails before God. Whether you fast or not during Lent, you can use special reminders to turn your heart back to your walk with Jesus. You could do this with a verse that you read in the morning and make a point to remember during the day. Maybe you write it on a little card. Maybe it was something you heard in a sermon on Sunday or on Wednesday. 
Put that on a little card to remind you a little nugget. Or change in your diet or a change in your daily routine. Or perhaps artwork you put on the wall of your room. A lot of things that we can use as triggers to help us remember that we're in Lent. We want to take extra time to think about how Jesus lived and died and rose again for us. Fasting in Bible times was also a way to make time for a closer walk with God. I can give you a good example. I'm living alone now. If I want something to eat, I can't just sit down at the table and wait for it to come. No, I've got to buy it, I've got to prepare it, then I have to eat it, then I have to clean up. Think of how much time I can get back by skipping one meal. You pretty much just sit down and eat. But even then, there's time that you could regain. Skip the meal here or there and use that time. Think how between now and Easter, how much time you could spend with Jesus that you wouldn't have otherwise. There are other ways to make time, though, aren't there? Find extra time to spend with the Lord. Look at your schedule. Anything there that you could eliminate, at least just for a few weeks? Maybe time between classes? Maybe time on the bus when you're going to or from church? Or to a ball game? Or back? Or maybe you kill time every now and then. Maybe it could be resuscitated, raised up and used in the service of your Savior. I remember a man telling me how he wanted to spend an extra 15 minutes with his Bible and in prayer. He was a very busy man. Got up at 4.30 in the morning. But he said, I just went to bed 15 minutes earlier. And then got up 15 minutes earlier. So I had 15 minutes first thing that I could spend with Jesus. Now when you make extra time during Lent or any other time, notice, did I say if? I should have said when. The focus, though, is absolutely vital. Which brings us to Jesus in Gethsemane and those three disciples that kept falling asleep. Jesus told them, keep watch and pray. Stay alert. Focus. You ever wonder what they were supposed to be thinking about? What they were supposed to be focusing on? It's not too hard a question to answer. Think back to the upper room, to what they heard from Jesus, what they saw him do, washing their feet, instituting the Lord's Supper, warning about the betrayal that was to come and Peter's denial. And yes, saying, I am the vine, you are the branches. I go to prepare a place for you. Many things. 
just like you have many things during Lent that you can focus on. Things about Jesus, what he said, and what he did. You know that in the Gospels, each one of them, one-fourth, has to do with that last week. No wonder we pause during Lent to give it special thought. So focus your mind and heart on Jesus, on what he said and what he did in any special way that you can during this Lenten season. But be sure you make it personal. I'm reminded of the man who came to me after a Lenten sermon, a sermon which emphasized how Jesus suffered emotionally and physically and spiritually and in every way that you could imagine that we might be redeemed. And the man came to me after church and he took me aside and there were tears in his eyes. He said, for me, he did this for me. Let us sing him 371, verses 3, 4, and 7. 371, 3, 4, and 7.